Hey, listeners, we are back, this time with our first ever returning guest, Mr. Chaz Hebbard of Jock Talk fame on Patreon. Um, for as low as a dollar a month, if you listen or if you contribute to us on patreon.com slash jockanerd, you get tons of bonus content. Uh, one of the things we do weekly during college and NFL football season is we record Jock Talk, and that's hosted by Chaz Hebbard and I. Chaz Hebbard has also done a Jock Talk episode here on the spinoff show. We're doing another Jock Talk episode here again on the spinoff show where we're talking about college football, NFL, UFC. But the other reason I wanted to have Chaz back on the spinoff show is he recently just had his first amateur MMA fight. And I promised him that with good health, hopefully, he would be able to come on the spinoff show and talk about that experience, being in a cage and fighting another human being. So he had some pretty decent health coming out of the fight. And we were able to, I was able to set up some time to uh, have him discuss the fight. So on this particular episode of the spinoff show, we recap Chaz's first ever MMA fight, amateur MMA fight, and then we go into a regular episode of Jock Talk. Hope you guys enjoy it. I really enjoyed uh, getting with Chaz, and I, I, I thank him for coming on and, and you know bearing his soul about the uh, first ever MMA fight he's ever had. So um, check it out. This is the Jock Spinoff Show. Hey guys, we are on the spinoff show actually, not on Jock Talk. We're uh, for the mass audience. And I got on Chaz Heber, the first repeat guest ever who's uh, a little under the weather. Chaz, what's going on? Yes, I uh, unfortunately have the flu. Jeez. Which I discovered shortly after my fight on Saturday. So we might as well just get into that. You yeah. had a fight. That's why I'm, I'm having you back on is you had a fight. Yeah, so I had my, my amateur MMA debut at heavyweight here in beautiful Pueblo, Colorado. Um. Everyone's, didn't go my everyone, way. Okay, that's that's what I was wondering. What what happened? Did you win or lose? Didn't go my way. So uh, I went in there, and everybody had kind of told me, like, once you get in, in the cage, you don't think. You just do. And I didn't believe them, and that is very true. Uh, <laughs> once, once that bell rings and you tap gloves with your opponent, kind of all thoughts go out the window. And so my game plan was to stay long, use my jab, Kick the leg. How big was your opponent? He was shorter and stockier than me. So, wait, how tall are you and so what you, you weigh in at? I'm 6'3". I weighed in at 253. Jeez, you're a big fucking boy. I'm a, I'm a large fella. Corn fed. <laughs> and uh, he was right at 6 foot probably, and he weighed in at 246, I think. So I was a little bit bigger, but I had a pretty significant advantage in range. So I wanted okay. to stay away from him because I knew he was going to try to grab me and make it ugly. Yeah. And I didn't do my Was he thing. older than you? I think he was older, yeah. I'm not really okay. sure. I didn't do my thing. I uh, did his thing. So first round, we kind of just slugged back and forth. And uh, I sent him into orbit with an uppercut with about 10 seconds left in the first <laughs> round. So he was off his feet. Yeah, I li- yeah, I launched him. I, I thought I knocked him out. So wow. he hits the canvas. I look into his eyes, and there's nobody there. Was that wait? But before that, though, was the first round mostly grappling, striking? So this is kind of how it went. Uh, he landed first, and he landed with like a right hook. I jabbed, got Did away it hurt? from him. It didn't feel good. Okay. Um, and then I would throw a jab and start trying to set up combinations, and he would grab me before I really got into it. Mm-hmm. And then we would grapple for a little bit in the clinch, throw a couple knees, throw a couple hooks, and then uh, I would exit, and we'd kind of just do that again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I broke his nose and cut his right eye Jeez. before the uppercut. Dude, I gave this this dude is a fucking tank because I hit him with <laughs> he everything was I had, it. and he just ate that shit up. And, uh, yeah, so I hit about 10 seconds left in the first round um, after just a, a brawl. it was There was no breaks. It was just... Non-stop. Yeah, just banging the whole time, which is not what I wanted to do. That's exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I hit him with an uppercut, 
he hits the ground. I look into his eyes. There's nobody there. He kind of just rolls over onto his stomach and bellies out. And I jump on him and hit him with a hammer fist, hit him with another one. I look at the ref like, all right, you're going to pull me off now, right? And he did not pull me off. Wow. And so I hit him a couple more times. And I don't think I breathed. I don't think I took a single breath that last 15, 10 seconds. Oh, shit. So you just probably got your adrenaline just took you just got so excited. Yeah. So um, I get up and go to my corner. He gets up and goes to his corner. The ref calls the doctor in to come check out his eye. So at this point, I'm thinking, I can't believe he didn't stop the fight already. Sends the doctor to his corner. is like, oh, the doctor's going to stop the fight. We're good. Right. Doctor doesn't stop the fight. Wow. Sends us back out. And I looked at my coach and I was like, I don't know if I can do that again. I was <laughs> gassed out. Like, and these are five minute rounds, right? Three minute. Three minute oh, three minute. Okay, yeah. shit. Three minute rounds. But all like everything's is in amateur fights, is everything legal in the normal rules or? You cannot knee or elbow to the head. Okay. Actually, in amateurs, there's no elbows at all. No elbows at all. And okay. then um, you can knee to the body, but not to the not head. Not to the head. Okay. Yeah. Um, which didn't matter for us because we threw a couple knees in the clinch. I threw one body kick and that was it. And other than that, it was just hooks and uppercuts for the most part. Mm-hmm. Just meathead shit. Um, so we come out for the second round. I was like, well, if he's still hurt, like I got to finish him now. I can't go a whole round. Right. So I unloaded on him again. He kind of ate him up and then took me down up against the cage and kind of just little rabbit punches and I couldn't get up. Mm -hmm. They stopped the fight. That's crazy. Yeah. Was it a bad stoppage or were you just so gassed that it was like whatever? It was bad in the way that like if so if you had looked at the two of us after the fight, I did not look like the guy that lost. Right. So I – Went back to the locker room and threw up. But then after that, <laughs> really? I really because you were was, so dehydrated or uh, so gassed and just yeah, so gassed. But other than that, I was fine. Mm-hmm. He he got off, got out of the cage, and had to go to the ER and have his nose fixed and his eye stitched back together. Jeez. So like, I don't know. I felt like I obviously did more damage in the fight, right? But it wasn't really a bad stoppage because. He took me down, and the ref was like, defend yourself, improve your position, and I couldn't. Was he mounted on you? Not really mounted. So he took me down, and I got up against the cage, and then I got to all fours, and he kind of was pinning me up against the cage. Um, he wasn't really mounted on me. He didn't have mm-hmm. a way to get hooks in or anything like that. And so I had to keep my left hand up against – my right side was up against the cage, so I had to keep my left hand up to defend my head. Mm-hmm. And then every time he would stop punching and I would put my left arm down to try to push up against the cage, he would throw more punches. So I was just kind of stuck and mm. the most exhausted I have ever been. I bet. I mean, have you had you wrestled before this? Yeah, I yeah. wrestled for a long time. Um, yeah, you I remember you saying that. Yeah, so I, I was used to like that kind of, I thought I was used to that kind of like exercise, I guess. Like, because mm-hmm. I'd been... You get more tired in wrestling than in any other sport. Absolutely. That that was the most tired I've ever been was I would, when I would wrestle. Yeah, and this was like that, but worse. And it, I don't know how much, like I, like I said, I found out Sunday, the day after the fight, that I have the flu. That had to have affected you. That had, because training leading up to it the week before, like I wasn't getting tired in training. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have I shouldn't have gassed out like that. Well, also your adrenaline is like at another level, Definitely like the and the fight or flight part. risk. Yeah, like you're actually in there to hurt somebody. Yeah, and I like I said, there was big gaps in the fight where I just didn't breathe at all. Like, but was, I, I would have to think that you having the flu, you had the flu probably during the fight, or right, like it was yeah. coming on, and that couldn't have helped. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, so. A bunch of people have been asking me like if I plan to keep fighting and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I was not having a good time at any point. Really? Age. Yeah. Like, so when I when I had the upper hand and he was cut and he was bleeding all over the place and I mm-hmm. was still like one two one two into him, mm-hmm. it was like stressful. I was like, go down already, go down already. Like, yeah. And then I also like felt bad. Like, I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a ton of fun. I, I could see like if I I'm, I'm probably never gonna do that, but I could see myself feeling the same way. Like, man, I I don't want to really hurt you, man. 
and he was really he was a really cool dude too so it's not it's not like we had i didn't have any animosity to that guy like and he wouldn't he wouldn't go down and so i had to keep hitting him and i didn't really want to that's the thing about the this sport is it's it's part sport but it's part like kill right (laughs) yeah there's got to be like if you're already killer instinct right yeah if you're already in the cage and you're like punching this guy and you're like i don't want to do this i don't know me being armchair expert over here i don't know if that's this is necessarily the move to keep doing it no yeah so i don't know um i do enjoy training a lot i love it yeah so i plan to keep doing that um our coach just texted our gym group chat that he's retiring just oh wow now. so uh, see drama so i'm probably gonna have to find a new gym but oh uh, no yeah we'll see what's going on i plan to keep training i don't think i will fight anymore but it also put like a, a lot of unnecessary stress on my family my mom didn't talk to me for like a month and a half so oh, geez. yeah i mean i bet like all of that though probably led to not only you gassing but like you your immune system being so weak that you'd caught the flu you know like the yeah. stress of your family and the stress of like didn't help. like all the all the stuff around you being stressful couldn't have helped yeah, definitely probably had a part of it. Um my nieces had the flu the week before. Oh and man. I was talking shit to him about how I never get sick. Uh, wow, knock on wood, huh? Pansies and Look then at I you. ended up getting it. Yeah. So I kind of deserve it. Yeah, you, well, are you happy you did it? I'm happy I did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, like I don't think I think if I hadn't done it, I would always think I was a tough guy that could right. get in there and take somebody out like that. But now that I've done it, I know that that's, it's not all it looks like from the outside. There's a lot of different emotions going on in there. Right. What were, what were some of the emotions leading up to getting in the cage? Um, so nervous, man. Yeah, I bet. I mean, so I remember, nervous. like it's like I said, I can't fully relate, but I was always like, super nervous even just before wrestling meets. Yeah. And that's so not including that punching. You get, like when the when the announcer announces that you're next on whatever mat yeah. for like a wrestling tournament. Yeah. It's like that, but way worse. I bet. Way worse. Um yeah, I had a like and then I was going I was fighting in my hometown, so I have a bunch of friends here, a people, bunch yeah. of people that I know. Um I was fighting in front of my fiance, so Oh man. It's just like it's a lot of pressure. I mean, looking at it from this perspective, it's like the best loss you could have had, right? Like you knocked the guy down, you damaged him. You probably, probably you don't feel like you took too much damage, right? No. Like, it, was anything hurting after other than you having to throw up in your lungs? The only thing that could have gone better is if I got a W instead of an L. Right. I'm not hurt at all. Um, my ear is a little bruised and my jaw is sore. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a black eye. Didn't get any cuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then other than like spending pretty much up until right the second puking i've been fine which i also i'm kind of wondering if i'm associating the feeling of having the flu with fighting because i was probably feeling that kind of sickness even before the fight Mm -hmm. and so maybe i'm confusing my nerves a little bit with that but maybe yeah uh, i mean i know stress any sort of stress can makes you more susceptible to catching things yeah but yeah no I, i didn't get hurt in any way so it really didn't go that badly. I didn't get embarrassed. Um, didn't get walked out. Didn't walk out there and get knocked out right away or anything like that. So, and did you go to the doctor? Like, do you know that you have the flu because you went to the doctor? Uh, the no, I didn't end up going to the doctor. Um, so how do you know you have the flu right now? I've had concussions before. And yeah. The doctor ringside checked me out for a concussion. Yeah. And said I didn't have one. And right. then my the next day my head didn't hurt. But I woke up the next day. I spent the whole night puking. That's why I Ooh. thought I had a concussion. And then I woke up the next day. I've got a fever, got okay. sweats, all the all the flu type things. Are you bundled up right now as you do this? Yeah, I mean, there's one room in our house that just gets super hot, and I'm down there, and everybody else is upstairs. It's snowing really hard, right? Oh, right it is. Yeah. Jeez. So it's super cold, but I'm staying in this room like under a blanket and shit. And amateur, you don't get paid anything, right? I made thirty five dollars. Hey. Yeah. So you get commissions off of the tickets that you sell. That's just kind of depending on which promotion you fight for, what they decide to give you. We made $7 a ticket. 
Okay. So I made, I sold 15 tickets. I made $135 and then I bought two tickets. So, which cost me $70. So then I, I, uh, ended up making 35. There you go. Yeah. Was, uh, did your parents go to the fight? My parents didn't go. A um, little too too much for them. My I think my dad wanted to go, mm-hmm. but they had plans for this weekend, kind mm-hmm. of way out in advance. And I waited for a while to tell them that I was doing this. Right. And uh, my mom would not have wanted to go. Right. But my my dad kind of wanted to. Um, he texted me about it and wanted to know how it went and everything. And my mom has not brought it up really, so. <laughs> We're probably just gonna act like that never happened. <laughs> I can, I can relate to that too. My uh, when I would when I was wrestling, my dad wouldn't let my mom even go because she he just knew that she would be a hysterical mess. And I know if I, I ever got into a fight like that, she would just she wouldn't she would not be happy either. <laughs> yeah, my mom loved us wrestling. Yeah, um, and she went to all the tournaments and all that. But this is a little yeah, this is different. Different. Yeah. yeah, I mean her son could have got hurt <laughs> right yeah I, and she also just doesn't care about the sport she thinks mma is a dick measuring contest that's what she called it so oh, wow <laughs> yeah so she thinks it's foolish and boys stuff well it's all the girls you tell her you're like hey my girls fight now too no i'm just <laughs> i'm not gonna argue with her she can sure think what she thinks yeah um well too bad man i wish i i mean at least it went it went well up until the loss yeah, um, there's a video. It's not very good. The promotion is supposed to put out a more professional one. Mm-hmm. So if I get a hold of that, I'll send it to uh, the group so you guys can all can all see it. The one that I've yeah. got now, you can't see. Like it, my coach was videoing it from the cage mm-hmm. and not paying attention, so it's <laughs> just the empty side of the cage half the time. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, you yeah. have to. If you, if anyone wants to see it, uh, hopefully you can throw it on the Jock and Nerd Nation f- private Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. that, hopefully we'll be able to get something a little bit more professional up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say any any final thoughts on the fight or any final reflections. It looks like you you are kind of on the fence of not doing this again. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, there's no real way for me to make any real money doing this. Right. And. Uh, it, it's just more, just brain damage, really. Yeah, it's just a chance to get brain damage, and I, like I said, I didn't have a real good time. Yeah. So I did it. Can cross it off the bucket list. Um, how did you wait? How did your girlfriend feel about all this? She hated the idea at first. Um, she's actually related to my coach, which okay. I didn't, I didn't know that until after I'd been training with him for a while. But so once she kind of saw like how seriously I was taking it and how much I was going to training, and how much work I put into it, she kind of calmed down. How how often were you going to training? So, and honestly, this was a really a kind of a bad camp too. Um, so th- it didn't always go this way, but on a perfect week, we had practice at five a.m. all five or all five weekdays, and then on the days that I didn't work, so Tuesday and Wednesday, I would go in for another two hours in the evening. So five a.m. and then in the evening sometimes. Yeah. Jeez. 5 a.m. Are you a morning person? No, I, I so I work nights too. Jeez. So I usually don't go to sleep until midnight, and then I'd have to wake up at 4:30, go to the gym, come home, try to get some more sleep before the kid wakes up. Kind of do that all over again. Yikes! Well, I, I'd imagine that also kind of ran your body down too. Yeah, it wasn't great. I didn't ever push it too hard. If I was really struggling to get up, um, I would just I would just turn the alarm off and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, our coach just retired. And he was obviously having some thoughts about that during this camp because he canceled class in the morning quite a bit mm-hmm. and uh, didn't show up a lot and stuff like that. So, hmm. yeah. Well, uh, the other thing I learned about MMA is yeah. there's a lot of drama that really? goes on, a lot of gym drama, a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, part of it is that in this area, there's kind of a small, incestuous MMA scene. Mm-hmm. Like everybody at every gym has crossed paths before a few times, and okay. most of the coaches have trained together with other coaches and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so we had kind of a smaller gym. 
uh, with a coach that we all thought that was uh, going to kind of stay away from all that stuff. But of course he didn't. And we had fighters getting mad at the coach and that would cause drama and people would get kicked out of the gym and brought back in. And this is all weeks leading up to the fight. Like our, our best fighter on our team was the co-main event and he got in a fight with the coach and they pulled him off the card four weeks before the fight and then put him back on the next week. So it's just stuff like that going on the whole time. That is a lot of drama. I mean, I, I follow a lot of MMA, so I'm aware of like some of the gym drama, but you being on the inside. Yeah. That's just kind of, that's just kind of how it, how it is everywhere, I guess. And it's kind of been going on for forever. So. Well, the thing about MMA is that like you need a team yeah. to train, but it's a very individual sport, right? Yeah, and we had drama where like one of our guys is is pretty high profile, and so he had like a professional camera crew to come in and shoot promos for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we had other guys get pissed off that he was getting all the attention. And oh wow! Got mad that he was doing that for him and not the whole gym, and it's just stuff like that, kind of nonstop. So you got to potentially find a new gym because of this because you like this coach well, a lot. He yeah, but like he said, he's retiring. So mm-hmm. he right now he said our options are we'll just break it up and we'll all go our separate ways, or he will see if his friend wants to buy him out and take over coaching and keep running the gym. I don't like that guy, so I'm not gonna stay. Either way, I'm leaving. Basically. Okay. Wow. So, um, probably see where the fighters in this gym that I like are planning on going and what they're planning on doing. And we'll all tag along somewhere together. I think it would be smart to just to keep training just because it's good for like your health and good and to be I, like physically involved yeah. and, and good to still know how to fight. Yeah, and I was getting to the point, like working out, my whole life had been lifting weights. Yeah. And I was getting so bored with just like lifting weights. So mm-hmm. this was what I switched to, and I've enjoyed it a lot more. Well, that's good. Um yeah, well, like I said earlier, man, I wish you would have won the fight, but I'm glad you're glad you're okay and not uh, concussed, broken nose, cut eye, any any of the any and all of the above. I'm glad it's uh, you're just uh, ego is probably a little sore. Any of the flu, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get over mostly the flu. the flu. Honestly, the flu is what's getting me down the most. Yeah, I hope you get over the flu pretty quickly. Those the flu sucks. So uh, after the fight, I walk to the locker room. Yeah, pick up my phone. First thing I see is a, a notification from ESPN that Texas had just lost 37 to 27 to TSU. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just screamed, fuck. And uh, a couple of people ran in to check on me. I was like, no, just nothing. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm very upset. <laughs> well, before we get into that. Oh, okay. You know, we got, I got, we, you, this is the first time ever that I've had to do this, but we have a sponsor. Oh, you got to make those make those monies. Right, right. Have you ever uh, gambled online before, Chaz? I've tried it once. Yes. Yeah. Do you like gambling? Um, sometimes. Like so- sometimes. I like winning. Okay. Like winning. Okay. Well, if you think you're a winner, I think you need to. Uh, and then you want to. Pl- you ever plan on gambling online? Um, there's a site called uh, mybookie.ag. I uh, used my bookie once. Yeah, yeah, it's the premier place to bet on all sports, uh, including MMA. They've got the UFC 244 lines up, um, and then also football, college football, pro football, any and all the above. My bookie is amazing, and the best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. So if you put in a thousand bucks, they'll give you a thousand bucks. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you got to do is use the fucking promo code called late fees. That's L A T E F E E S to activate that offer. The promo code again is late fees and they'll double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid, Chaz. You get fucking paid with mybookie.ag. Go get paid. You do Go get paid. All right, now we'll transition to the part um for these for any first-time listeners that uh, don't haven't ever listened to Jock Talk on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash jockandnerd for at least at lo- as low as a dollar a month. You can listen to Jock Talk and a lo- ton of other bonus content. But usually the way this works is Chad takes over at this point, and we just run through some sports news that Chaz feels like talking about. So 
Chaz, take it away. Yeah, so Texas lost. Um, Texas lost. I'm sorry, man. First-time listeners, I'm a huge Texas fan, and they've broken my heart this year yet again. Uh, I don't really Such know. Such hype coming into this season, too. Yeah, and I was hyped for them. I really thought the uh, the only loss that we would run into would be Oklahoma, possibly. Um, didn't see LSU being as good as they were. But, you know, up until this point, I'd taken solace in the fact that we had lost to two really good teams. Yeah. In LSU and Oklahoma. And uh, then we lost to TCU, and they're not a really good team. No. Yeah, that pretty much just ruins, uh, like, any hope of even making it to, like, a. Yeah, a we're not even going to get game. a really big bowl at this yeah. point, I don't think. A lot of things would have to really fall apart in the Big 12 for you to get to a, a big bowl bid. I would think so. Um, and then also kind of ruining the Big 12's chances of getting into the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. Oklahoma got upset by Kansas State as well. What in the world? Yeah, that's not good. Although I think Oklahoma's still... I mean, that's not a good loss for sure. But I think... They've still got a chance. they still got a shot. They, if they win out, win the Big 12, hope one of those teams stumbles, which probably... I mean, LSU or Alabama is definitely going to stumble. They could maybe make an argument. Depends. We'll see how it goes. The problem that L- or that Oklahoma is going to run into is they don't really have a big win, other no. than Texas. But Texas right. isn't that big of a win, right? So the well, Kansas State loss is a really bad one for them. They really what they really got to hope for is that Baylor they they beat they beat Baylor twice, and Baylor's like goes on uh, wins all the rest of their games. I kind of forgot about Baylor. Yeah, Baylor's still running around out there, but I yeah, don't they're think- undefeated. But they haven't really like their schedule's been. A, Mm, okay. The the committee is not going to really view that as a huge marquee win. Right. No matter how good Baylor's record is. Yeah. It's uh, tough. The Big 12 definitely is uh, not in the driver's seat anymore. No, certainly not. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff's got to happen in the SEC for Oklahoma to have a shot to get in. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's seat cools down a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a tad bit. They beat your uh, Fighting Irish. Yeah, it wasn't a good week for any of our teams. I mean, I, although Illinois won, but who no one talk, no one cares about Illinois. <laughs> um, yeah, Notre Dame did not look good, and uh, and if anything, that just makes Georgia's win over Notre Dame just not look all that good. Maybe we overrated Georgia and Notre Dame to start the season because Notre Dame just got pasted by Michigan in the rain. On, I think this has a lot says a lot more about Michigan than Notre Dame. Probably, probably. I think. This is how Michigan should have been playing all year. They should. They. I think they're better than what they had showed us up until this point. Very, very possible. I mean, they played Penn State pretty close. Yeah, but it, that still. Wisconsin loss was real bad. But yeah, lately, they've but, been playing a lot better. Uh, what did you think about Brian Kelly benching Ian Book? I mean, he was and, playing awful. I I read something. Some I read an article on ESPN, and I would definitely be for it that Notre Dame should seriously start exploring buying out Brian Kelly and putting all the money into getting Urban Meyer to coach them. Do you think he would? I don't know. That's a that's a thing he's turned he turned down Notre Dame already I think was for Florida, right? Or what no, I forget when. I'm Might not have been. sure. I forget. He he had a shot at coaching Notre Dame and he turned them down. I mean, Notre that would be like the if, if he could bring Notre Dame and win them to get, win a championship, that would be the feather in anyone's cap. Yeah, I can't see him taking that job. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe they've been pretty like we as Notre Dame fans, we're always expecting championships. Brian Kelly hasn't been terrible. He's been solid, if not you know better than average as a coach for them. Um, but they haven't won a ton of really big games under him. Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't have the same opinion as a lot of people have of Notre Dame. I don't think they're the same marquee program that they once were. Right. I don't know if they they pull that kind of recruiting anymore. I'm not sure if even Urban Meyer gets them there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. A lot of pe- Notre Dame has this, still has this aura of being, at least amongst their fandom, a great team, a team that should be contending every year. But a lot of the young kids have. I mean, they haven't won a championship since I think '88, so it's been 31 years. People they recruit are haven't haven't been born. Yeah, they yet. don't remember that. They don't. They were they weren't they were barely a twinkle in their parents' eye. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I mean, it might be one of those things where a change just just for change's sake might be necessary, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to get to with NCAA is the NCAA finally passed legislation to start letting athletes um, receive money for their likeness and name. I saw that. How, that? I, yeah, I did see that. I, don't, I mean, it's been a long time coming. Um, what does it mean? I, hopefully it means I saw this in the group or I saw this somewhere related to Jock and Nerd that the, the video game comes back. That'd be great. I would love for the video game to come back. I loved the old NCAA football video. That game. was awesome. Um, I'm not going to get too crazy with this yet because I think the NCAA had to do this. They didn't have much of an option. Right. And I, they haven't put it into practice yet. Yeah, we'll see how it even plays out. Yeah, so I want to see the model that they're going to go with and how fair it is and if they can even make it work. I, I have a question for you, yeah. NCAA. I, I know we had written off the Big Tw- the Pac-10 or Pac-12, but uh, Oregon's sitting there at number seven, and these teams up top keep losing. Is there any shot Oregon can crack the Final Four? There is a chance. They're going to kind of have a similar problem as OU will where they aren't going to have a really big win. Right. Um, they beat Washington, didn't they? That's my they beat Washington, yeah. They came back and beat. I mean, Auburn wasn't a terrible loss, and Auburn's lost the last two, but they've been competitive in both of those games. And they lost to Auburn about as close as you can lose a, a football game. Right. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't play another ranked team. Yeah. So there's a shot. There's definitely a chance that they get in, but you're going to see a one-loss SEC team in. Yeah, I mean, if LSU or Alabama, you know, one of them beats each other, and then the other team still wins out, and the yeah. other, the other teams, you know, and then the the winner of the SEC champion, there's a very high likely chance that LSU or Alabama with one loss will still get in. I, I would take one of those teams over Oregon for sure at this point. I would even say if LSU loses, if that game is close, LSU is almost a shoe in to get in because they have such a great schedule. Just about, they would have to lose again, right? Um, I would say Alabama too because the playoffs almost the Alabama Invitational at this point. <laughs> Although Alabama doesn't have a a signature win yet. No, but I don't think there's because they look so good. The eye test is still for whatever reason a part of this, right? They're not. They're just because the resume is not the best isn't going to hold them out. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, moving over to the NFL. My Broncos lost on a last-second field goal, and so did your Bears again. We we missed a last-second field goal. <laughs> right. Um, how does it feel to have kicker woes again? You know, the thing is, and I wasn't even all that mad at the kicker. I mean, yes, he, he missed a, a field goal, but... Um, I think he our, missed two, didn't he? He missed two. He doinked two. one, yeah, earlier. That was great. Um, our boy, my boy Greg Nagy... Uh, with 44 seconds left uh, at about a 40-yard field goal, decided to with one timeout decided to kneel the ball um, and not try to get any closer. So that was great, and then just was decision. super defiant afterwards, like as if this was the only. He didn't even want to talk about it. Um, that's great. Uh, I'm almost. I, I obviously wanted the Bears to win. I wanted them, them to hit the field goal, but it would have been one of those things where if they hit the field goal, we would have been like, oh man, like. Trubisky made a play down the field like towards the end of the game where he ran for 20 yards and like we would ignore the fact that I think a lot of people would ignore the fact that he played another terrible game um, the Bears were in the red zone four times in the first quarter or first half and only came out with nine points um, they were a disaster once again on offense other than um, running the football so um, yeah they have a lot of fucking problems <laughs> do you think Matt Nagy's uh, days are getting numbered there see I don't think his days are getting numbered there because He's not the guy that drafted was the coach when Trubisky was drafted. So yeah, I think he'll I, get another quarterback. Yeah, I think he will get another quarterback, but his play calling is at times um leaves a lot to be desired and uh Trubisky had a a stretch in that second half where he uh threw a pick, um missed a wide open guy that would have probably scored a touchdown and then on the next play fumbled the ball without even being hit. So um yeah, Trubisky is Further confirming that his uh, his days are are numbered here in Chicago because yeah no one believes in that guy anymore. 
Yeah, he has not played well this season. And honestly, Nagy hasn't looked. No, Nagy hasn't looked good. He, he, a lot of people were really high on him last year, kind of calling him an offensive guru. Yeah, and he was with the Chiefs too, and they were a bit before Mahomes, um, and they had a pretty decent offense. But yeah, some of his play calling is is just I don't understand it. Yeah, uh, the Broncos lost as well. Uh, Venetary hit freaking forty seven year old man goes out there and hits a fifty five yarder and a fifty one yarder with about ten seconds left. Jesus Christ! To beat the Broncos. Um, which, you know, is that's kind of what I expect at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, um We've now long? lost three games on last second field goals though. So what do you think Jaguars, about Jaguars to the Bears and then to the Colts? What do you think about I think they're starting a new quarterback, right? Yeah, um so when I just reading the headlines, uh Flacco kind of threw all the coaching staff under the bus. Oh no. And then like the next highline I high, or headline I see is that uh, we're going to sit Flacco and start Brandon Allen. I thought it was kind of a retaliation thing, but it turns out Flacco actually has an injury. He's got a herniated disc in his neck. Um, Brandon Allen's not the answer. Okay, I was just going to say, are you are you on the, let's start the young guy and see how, what he can do? That's what I would be saying if it was Drew Locke, the guy that we just drafted, but he's right. still on IR. And Brandon Allen is drafted in 2016 in the sixth round, and he's 27 years old. Yeah, he's somebody that we we picked up late in the season too. He wasn't there at the beginning, right? Um, so sure, let's go lose some games with that guy. I guess <laughs> doesn't make a difference, right? Um, but this is kind of something interesting that I saw earlier today. Kind of a hypothetical situation that involves both of our teams. Okay. So the Cowboys have still not signed Dak Prescott. Yes. To a long-term deal which is obviously what he wants and i think the deadline's up now so i i don't think they can extend until the end of the season um so the the hypothetical that i saw was we've heard a lot of rumblings about tom brady leaving the patriots after this year okay so retire uh no just leaving the patriots wow i think adam schefter put out a report really i didn't hear that yeah adam schefter put out a report that Tom Tom Brady will likely either leave the Patriots for a, a new team or um retire or he will resign with the Patriots and he said resigning with the Patriots is the least likely of those three options. Wow, so, what, what he's just what's going on? Schefter doesn't ever just throw stuff like that out. He's hearing something. Um is he just not clicking with Belichick anymore? A lot of people think that it's the same thing that we thought about Belichick wanting to win it with a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe Brady wants to win it with a different team and a different coach. Hmm. Show that he's not just a product of the culture in New England. Um, that's kind of what I think. That's the only logical explanation I can put to it. But one of the big teams, one of the big main teams that they're putting with Brady is the Cowboys. So what, there's a chance that Brady goes to the Cowboys. Wow. <laughs> so, so the Cowboys would not re-sign Dak, fire Jason Garrett, Josh McDaniels, and Tom Brady would go to the Cowboys. Wow. Leaving Dak a free agent. And I apparently somebody close to Dak has said the two teams that he would be interested in playing for would be the Browns or the Broncos and the Bears. So first of all, do you think Brady leaves? And then what do you think about having Dak Prescott replace Mitchell Trubisky possibly? I, I'm one of those that I don't I can't see Tom Brady ever leaving the Patriots. So it would be one of those I'd I'd have to believe it when I see it. Um even if Schefter said it, I still am like that just doesn't seem logical. But strange things happen in sports. Um but if he were to leave and Dak Prescott was Yeah, let's take Dak Prescott, sure, why not? Fuck. He's better than Trubisky. We don't have a first-round pick. Yeah, you're not going to get somebody in the draft. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd that, roll the dice with Dak Prescott. That's kind of the way that I feel about it, too. Dak has played pretty well, and both of our teams are the kind of teams that are just kind of a quarterback away. We've got pretty pretty solid defenses, pretty good offensive pieces. Um, As far as the Brady thing, I can't see him really leaving either. I don't. I think it's the wrong move if he does decide to leave. 
But who knows? Anything could happen at this point. That would be crazy. Not going to pretend to know what uh, is going on in Brady's head. No. Uh, that's the last thing I had for football. Uh, did you see the Damian Maya Ben Askren fight? I did. So I was in uh, New York City this past weekend, but I streamed the fight live at whatever time in the morning that was. So I did see that that main event fight. Um, I haven't watched it all the way through yet. I know the result though. It was uh, a good fight. I mean, it? it was a good fight. So the the big hype into this was just these are two of the best MMA grapplers in the world. Uh, Damian Maya is a, a world renowned BJJ artist, um, and Ben Askren is one of the best wrestlers um, collegiately to ever compete in mixed martial arts. So um, they a lot of the anticipation was to see them on the ground, um, and for the mo- a lot of the fight. Damian Maya wasn't looking to take it to the ground. He was actually just the better striker. Um, so you were getting some bad kickboxing, but some decent punches by Damian Maya. But then once they did get on the ground, which was initiated by Asker, and that was actually a lot of fun. Um, they were both at times sweep, you know, sweeping one another, ro- ro- um, reversals. Each guy was on top a little bit. Um, and then and I think in the third round, Ben Askren took him down, and Damian Maya swept him, took his back, and choked him out and Askren was trying to tap and the referee didn't see it so he went to sleep so um, it was a really entertaining fight um, yeah like I said I haven't seen it all the way through uh, Askren said in an interview afterwards that he thought he was winning yeah I think he, he said that I didn't think he was winning I thought it was still it was a close fight um, but he was definitely losing on the feet and he was taking uh, Maya down in the second round, but the fight was still pretty competitive on the on the ground between both of them. Yeah, uh, Askren in his interview said that he felt like he was definitely winning on the feet, which even when he said that without seeing the fight, I was like, ah, I don't know about that, Ben. Like, yeah, he wasn't winning on the feet. He was definitely the worst striker. Um, he also said uh, the, the next day after the fight that he's considering retiring. Might be a good move for him at this point. I think so, too. He came in here with a lot of hype, and his whole thing was he wanted to run and make a run to be the best in, in that weight class, win a title. Um, at his, I think he's let's look it up. I think he's in like mid to late thirties now. Yeah, um, he's in the in the later thirties. Yeah, and for thirty five. So, in in his three fights in the UFC, it can be argued he hasn't looked good in any of them. Um, he almost got his face smashed in by in the first fight against Lawler. Um, before pulling out a submission where Lawler never tapped. Um, he definitely got his fucking head kicked to the, or knee to the rest another universe in the second fight. I mean, he's, he's holding the record for the law, the worst, um, the, the fastest knockout in UFC history, but he's on the receiving end. And then he loses a fight to on the ground between two guys who are considered the best grapplers. So he's not even considered the best grappler right now. Um, yeah, he's a long way from winning a title. And, yeah, and he's and already I think said that's too, the only thing he was here for. Exactly, yeah. He's he was like, I'm not trying to prove that I'm one of the best. I want to be the best. And at this point, he's like, I could do a lot of other things and not take brain damage. And you know, yeah, things could change pretty quickly. But he's probably a good three fights away, at least from a, being in a, a title shot again. Yeah, Ooh, at least three fights. At least, yeah. Um, and then at. If he comes back up, I would imagine he's going to have to fight either Lawler, Masvidal, or uh, Maya again right. at some point. And I don't know if he wants a piece of definitely Lawler or Masvidal again. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I think Dana White's secretly kind of happy because I don't think he liked Ben Askren. Um, so this kind of can prove. I wouldn't be surprised if Dana White was just like, yep, um, you're cut now. That wouldn't really surprise me either. I hope... Yeah. Askren stays close to the sport. I like his commentary. And his, I, do, I think he's very smart, and I like him too. Uh, but I don't necessarily need to see him fight anymore. Yeah, I mean, if he if he himself is like, I was in it to prove that I'm the best, he's a long way away from the title. I don't I don't need to see a non-motivated guy fighting. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and then I think we've kind of talked about this card. we got a pretty big card coming up. Yeah, UFC 244. I was just in New York City, so um, yeah, it's a big the the BMF title, I still don't care. <laughs> it's for between that. Uh, Masvidal Diaz or Chaz Hebert. No, definitely not me. No, not you. No. <laughs> Do you think you could take both of them? 
Uh, <laughs> probably not. I am significantly larger. I don't think that it would matter. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, no, the BMF title. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it being the BMF title, but whatever. Um, let's see. The fights I want to talk about on this card. Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. That'll help us kind of figure out who's going to be next for John Jones. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the the whole story on this fight is will Corey Anderson first off, we've never seen Johnny Walker in a, a fight against a wrestler or a, just a long fight in general in the UFC. So Corey Anderson's the type of guy to test that. Um so we'll see. I mean it could be just a really boring fight where Corey Anderson grinds out Johnny Walker and we just realize Johnny Walker um is just super explosive, but not really all that good otherwise. Or maybe we get another lightning quick finish. Yeah, I actually have. I don't. I'm not really sure what to expect from that fight. Me neither. Also, not sure if Johnny Walker's shoulders fixed yet. Yeah, yeah, that that doing the worm and hurting himself. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, and then Kevin Lee and Gregor Gillespie at lightweight should be a pretty decent. That's fight a good too. fight too. Yeah. Gregor uh, Gillespie's a, a uh, Khabib like style yeah, good wrestler. good wrestling yeah very very good wrestling and Kevin Lee's not a bad wrestler either and moving back down to one fifty five I wonder if Kevin Lee can make weight but it should be a good fight hopefully he does yeah uh, we'll see Derek Lewis again yeah Derek Black Beast never know what to expect from him. all every well, all his fights are just him getting punched or kicked or punched or kicked in the body and then just acting like he's in severe pain. And then just throwing a haymaker. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then uh, sometimes it lands and he ends dudes. Yeah. Um, I think you could take Derek Lewis. Does something crazy on the mic. I would never want to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just leave him alone. Okay. And then Stephen Thompson versus Vincente Vincent Luque. That's another good fight. Wonder Boy. Yeah. Getting back in there. Um, I don't know a lot about Luque. I love way steven thompson fights yeah luke is on a i think a six fight win streak and he's just a good like technical brawler uh, a good technical striker good jujitsu just good everywhere so it should be a, another fun fight yeah that that one should be a lot of he fun. uh if you look up his last fight he fought mike perry and i don't know if you saw the picture oh, of that mike was perry the after, nose yeah fight, where huh? his nose was just insanely Bruce. smashed yeah uh, and then Darren Till and Kelvin Gastelum which should be another banger too. Yeah, that's another banger. I don't know why Darren Till is moving up and getting Kevin Gastelum in his first fight. That's Kelvin just Gastelum. mean, isn't it? That is real mean. I mean, I guess if Darren Till wins, it puts him right away in the in the picture, but I don't know if he's going to win. I would be surprised if he wins, especially how good Gastelum looked against the now champ Adesanya. Yeah, that, now Adesanya, that Adesanya fight just makes him look a lot better. For sure, for sure. Um I haven't seen a ton of Till, but I don't. I, I he's pretty much just a striker, right? Yeah, he's like a, a southpaw striker that's kind of really patient. Um, just looks for the big left hand. Um, but his last two fights, he's gotten pretty much worked over in both of them and, and been severely concussed. So maybe the weight cut uh, will help in the fact that he's not. I mean, he's like a two hundred and ten pound dude, and he was fighting at one seventy, which was insane. Yeah, maybe the weight cut will help with that, but I don't know, Gastelum's a, a pretty tough dude. Yeah, he's a tank. And then we've got the main event of Masvidal Diaz. It is your, your be BMF Diaz. title. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna win. I have no idea who's gonna win this one. I I am a little. I would lean towards Diaz, just because Masvidal tends to get himself into the the longer the fight goes, the more he plays into the other guy's game because he just kind of lets the fight happen. So I could see Diaz kind of just overwhelming him, um, but it's a fucking fantastic fight, and um, I, I wouldn't put a ton of money on Diaz. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be fun. I, I these dudes don't get finished very often. Either, Neither of really. them really ever get finished. So this is probably gonna go all five and be be kind of a slugfest the whole time. Yeah, it might be a bloodbath. Um, I'm going to go with Masvidal. Okay, I'll, I'll just go with Diaz. kind of based off recency bias because we haven't seen Diaz too much lately. Yeah, one fight in three years. So I'm going to just go Diaz decision, but I wouldn't be surprised if Masvidal won either. All right, well, I think that is all I've got for this week. Awesome. Well, um, we always close out by uh, 
greeting the nerds. So see you later, nerds. Bye, nerds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, I'm Tez from the Clock End Talk, and I know what you're thinking. What is a Clock End Talk? Well, I can tell you. We're a podcast about the Arsenal Football Club. Available on all good podcast apps, YouTube, Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at clockend underscore talk. So come and join myself, Tony and Schwinn, as we discuss the roller coaster of the Arsenal Football Club. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And we hope you're enjoying the shows on the Danger Entertainment Network now, including the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup, guys. Um, and what we do here on our show is it's look, we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues. Hear me out here. Yeah. Hear me out. Please. What we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking. And trying to be funny. Yeah, not try to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand, brand new, new, but, um. You yeah. never heard anything like this. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> talk about, we talk about superheroes. Talk about Marvel movies, man. <laughs> Look, we are, we're cutting some damn, we're, we're, we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. We are breaking new ground. Yeah. But for real, what we do is we play invented games. Yeah, and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up. Um, we filter it all through that sensibility. and We're both improvisers, so a lot of what we talk about ends up in, in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with. Uh, we talk about our lives, pop culture and movies. We talk about a little bit of everything. So if that's what you like, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Danger Entertainment Network. They look like Vikings. Ah.